You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're in the 17th chapter of the Mishnah. And this Mishnah is all this chapter, this chapter, and by the way, the 18th chapter which follows it. This chapter is all about carrying things on Shabbat. But rather than carrying them from private to public or public to private, these are things we're just going to carry around our house. And the question is, can anything be picked up on Shabbat? Or are there certain things which we don't touch on Shabbat? So the classic thing that we might not touch on Shabbat is something that has no purpose. So we wouldn't... or we. Um, Touching is the wrong word. We might not move because they have no purpose. So, for example, we wouldn't move a $100 bill because it has no purpose on Shabbat. We can't transact with it. Or we wouldn't move something which is dedicated to a forbidden purpose. So maybe a box of matches, which can only be used to light a fire. And there's a third category in the Mishnah, things that we wouldn't move. And this is not addressed particularly in this chapter, but things that for some reason are repulsive or, or disgusting. So, so there might be some things that we just wouldn't want to move on Shabbat because they, it's just they're not conducive to the atmosphere of Shabbat. Those are three categories, but we're mainly going to be engaged in the question of purpose. Does something have a purpose on Shabbat or is it like the $100 bill? which has no purpose at all on Shabbat, and we wouldn't pick up. And the Mishnah is going to bring a range of implements which are used for forbidden purposes. So a hammer, and an axe, and a saw, and a rake, and a winnowing shovel, and a pitchfork, or a part of a loom like a wall, or a needle to sew with, or a, a little needle to sew, sew thread with, or a big needle to sew a sack with. These are all examples of utensils which have got primarily no purpose at all on Shabbat because they're used for activities that we don't do on Shabbat. But the Mishnah still permits them if we use them for activities which are permitted. And this is the surprise, if you like, in Mishnah 2. Noteladam kunas. A person takes a hammer you can we take a hammer to, to crack nuts so maybe we do we, we we're not going to take the hammer to build with but maybe we need to crack a nut to eat maybe we'll take a big axe to cut a cake of pressed figs or um maybe we're going to take a saw for sawing up cheese this must have been pretty hard cheese they had in those days where you used a saw to saw it up or um uh, what else are we going to do um magrefali grof we could take a rake to scoop up to scoop up dried figs or a winnowing shovel and a pitchfork to serve a child so we might put some food on the pitchfork and hold it out for the child the um the the mishnah given in safaria is here for the pitchfork is ha which is just like, like the modern Hebrew word fork. And actually fork, um, 
uh, fork does occur in the uh, Mishnah as well. But actually, the word in the manuscript is a slightly different word. It's... Um, uh, hang on a second. Um, you're looking at the... You're looking at the Kaufman manuscript here. Ha-mar-gez. Ha-mar-gez. Some, the, Jastro gives mal-gez. And Kaufman has mar-gez. So this word, this word for uh, pitchfork, well, there seem to be various versions of it. And mazleg maybe is, um, maybe some design and the Lamed have got mixed up and the Lamed is mixed up with a Reish. But... It seem it, everyone agrees it means a picture for whatever the exact text is. In it was serving a child with it. Et a kosh karkar maybe a um, a reed or this is where the wall whirl comes in to stick with. Maybe you need something to stick your food with if you're picking up a hot piece of food. And this seems to be the object of this part of the loom that we're looking at. Or machat sheliyad, a small needle, a hand needle to uh, take a, a, a thorn out. We can take a thorn out of our our uh, flesh on Shabbat. Machat sheliyad litolet hakots v'shel sakayim liftoach boit adalet. A big needle. This is translated by everyone as a sack needle, but it, it's a needle of sakayim. I think sakayim are people who make sacks. And maybe the word sack in English is cognate with an old sack in uh, Greek or Persian or something. To open a door. So even in those days, they used to pick locks with needles just as they do in films today. So these are all examples of things that we generally are forbidden for use on Shabbat when they're used for their normal use. But we actually are going to use them on Shabbat for other purposes. And then the Mishnah continues a whole bunch of other robberies. A, a, a reed for olives. This is um, a, a long reed which they used to use for stirring up the olives in the barrel. So the olives are salting in the barrel. And there, there's a whole mixture of brine and olives which are... Um, there's a whole mixture of brine and olives which are gradually maturing. And we're going to to stir it round to keep it mixed up. And every so often we're going to take one out to taste it. And the reed which we use to stir it up might have a little a little um, scoop on, the, on its top that would collect up some brine or some olive oil when we stir it round. And if that's the case, then it's a container and it's susceptible to impurity. It accept it, it can take tuma. If it doesn't if it doesn't have this this scoop on the end, it's not doesn't accept tuma. In both cases, whether it takes impurity or not, we can still handle it on Shabbat. And actually, Rabbi Yossi brings a principle. Which is hinted at in the last mission we looked at, Rabbi Yosi Omer, Kol Hakelim Nitalim. Any vessel, we we said yesterday that the word kli really refers to gear. It's more than a vessel. It's any movable object, perhaps with the exception of a book. We said books are not kelim, but practically anything you can think of is a kli. 
Rabbi Yossi Omer, Kol Nitalim, we can take any object. Chutz min hamasar hagadol v'yated shel machresha. These are rather specialized tools, and it seems to be that these are so specialized, and it is so dangerous or so so dangerous to use them, or one is so liable to cause damage by using them, that you would really never use these except for the purposes for which they're intended. You wouldn't use a large saw. Uh, basically, this is a carpenter's professional saw. You wouldn't use this to cut your cheese with. So he says, all vessels can be carried except for these really specialized objects. And then the Mishnah continues. Um, all vessels may be carried, whether required or whether not required. Whether we need them or whether we don't need them. And the Gemara is not quite certain as to what this means. Maybe it means whether we need them actually to use for their own purposes, like using the saw to cut cheese with or using the um, uh, needle to pick a lock with. Maybe it means here where we need to use it because we need maybe the space that it's sitting on. So maybe we're taking an object because we need the space, which is a legitimate use of an object, but it's not the same as using it because we need to perform an action with it. Rabbi Nehemia says, Ein nisalim Rabbi Nehemia says, no, 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 no. You can only take when you have a particular need for what is required. And actually, the halacha does not go according to Rabbi Nehemia. The halacha is that we take whether for need or for not for need. Kol hakelim nitalim Either when we need it or when we don't need it. And we can debate in the Gemara exactly what, what that means. And I think that debate's not resolved. But that's the halacha. We, if there's a tool, then kol, the, the, the halacha is kol hakelim nitalim, nitalim b'shabbat. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>